Yeah, I mean, it sucks. But frankly, it's uh, kind of one of those things that I think everyone here is kind of disappointed with how they did. Um, you know, we felt like we've, we've got a good team to, to win the championship. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. That was really dumb. That was a stupid. What was the last 24 hours, 48 hours? What was that even? What was the point of that? What was the point of what we just did? My feelings about the Major League Baseball playoffs as a fan are so mixed, so bizarre. And obviously, my Brewers have not fared well in those Major League Baseball playoffs for the last couple of years. So that certainly colors how I feel. But, you know, I love baseball because it's the soundtrack of my summer. I spend my summer nights after work coming home, relaxing, watching some baseball. You know me, I like my evening walks. So if the Brewers are running away with a game or they're out of a game, maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe I'll listen with my earbuds, you know, read about the team, listen to podcasts about the team. I love the Brewers. And I love spending six or seven months from spring towards the end of summer watching them every day. The last two days were not additive in any way to my experience of watching the 2023 Brewers. A pandemic could have happened and ended the season on Sunday night after the Brewers had played their last regular season game. And I, and I, and my life would be no different. I would not live stuffed to the gills with regret or uncertainty about what might have been. I, I honestly, I enjoy the baseball regular season more than I enjoy the baseball playoffs. Well, Grant, that's because your team doesn't win in the playoffs. Yeah, that's part of it. But also, it's just so bizarre. Your season's 162 games, and then a playoff run lasts less than 30 hours. And I, I get it. If I if the Brewers want their playoff run to last longer, and I want my team's playoff run to last, then you got to win. I, I get it. I'm not an idiot. I'm not saying that I am a victim or the Brewers are a victim of the system. It's just, what, what was the point of that? What, what was gained? I will have no memories, no lasting memories from these last two games. I, no added perspective. Nothing. There's nothing additive. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. The 2023 Brewers, I will remember a very fun season. Some ups, some downs. Mark Canna at the deadline. Santana at the deadline. Devin Williams had a great season. The last two days, that's a footnote. That's an afterthought. That's not the final chapter. That's a a sticker on the back of the book. That's that was so dumb and weird. And I don't, like, what a waste of time. <laughs> What an absolute waste of time the last two nights were. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We're going to eulogize our brewers tonight. Not euthanize. Very, very closely related words, although I guess the end result is similar. The team is dead. Uh, the euthanizing happened last night. The, the team was put down, put to rest for the year, and today we eulogize them. I want to talk about these two games against the Diamondbacks, but more importantly, and I think more interestingly, I want to talk about what comes next or what these last two nights meant for the Brewers and this strategy that they've been employing, right? The, the strategy of getting into the playoffs and crossing your fingers, just getting bites at the apple or, or strategic baseball strategy. Nice, Grant. Yeah, that's how language is. Strategic strategy. The strategy of building through pitching and defense, run prevention, right? I, I think everything's on the table to discuss tonight. Um, and I don't mean that in a way as to say uh, no player is safe. No manager is safe. They should, everyone, should, uh, everyone should be held accountable. That's what I'm saying. 
I, I just think, you know, well, what was this? The the ninth and the tenth playoff game post two thousand eighteen. The Brewers are one and nine. Uh, either since Game 7 of the NLCS in 2018 or following the NLCS in 2018. Uh, We now have a really large sample size of the Brewers failing badly in the playoffs. Not not coming down to the wire, not fighting till the bitter end, failing, crashing and burning. Um, And I think the last two nights kind of opened the doors to to talk about whatever. We could talk about Council as a manager, strengths, weaknesses. You know I love Council, but there's a couple nitpicks I have tonight. Um, that these last two nights kind of showcased to me. I want to talk about that, talk about the big-picture strategy of of how this team is building and how they're trying to contend, and, of course, what happens next year because there's a lot of uncertainty in this offseason. Like I said, this is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. You can call the show if you'd like, 608-321-1670. Should have plenty of time to get to calls tonight. We're not really in a hurry to get to any guests. Kurt Hogue is going to stop by the Journal Sentinel. He's going to be here on 530 and I have some little bits of audio that I'd like to play, but I, I want to spend plenty of time tonight talking with Brewers fans as well. So I'll open up the phones here in about 15 minutes. Twitter, always wide open, not just during the show, but you know, mostly I love Twitter during Brewer games because we can sit down and piss and moan together. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Brewers lost to the Diamondbacks last night. What was the final score again? I don't have it in front of me. It's, it didn't stick in my brain. Last night was not memorable at all. Last night was weird. I, I was bummed. Uh, deflated, disappointed, but not angry. I wasn't angry at all last night. I wasn't mad. I was angry yesterday. I I was angry after game one because I think Corbin Burns and and the Brewers' performance in game one and Devin Williams, I I think that put the writing on the wall. The Brewers aren't going to win this series, and it's because of a lot of the same problems that we've seen in years past. Game one made that clear. I didn't need to see a second game. I know they got eliminated last night. I know they lost last night. I had gone through my anger and my frustration with this team. My anger peaked yesterday following game one. Very similar to the Bucks against the Heat. I, my anger peaked after game four, not after game five when they were actually eliminated. Right? When they fell behind three to one and they blew it in the fourth quarter, that's when I got angry. Now, the, the fat lady had yet to sing, as they say. Uh, Bob Keselowski had not yet sang God Bless America, but the writing was on the wall for the Bucks. Heat after game four. The writing was on the wall for Brewers Diamondbacks after game one. I was angry Tuesday night. I was angry yesterday. Uh, last night during the game, I'm like, uh, put it this way. Brewers fans during game one, I think we're saying, what the hell? And then last night, Brewers fans are saying, oh, what the hell? Like, what are we doing? What do we do? A big difference, right? I don't think there was fire and brimstone and anger. I I just think Brewers fans were deflated and disappointed and ready to be done. A lot of my Brewers takes that I want to share with you today are big picture takes. I don't have that much motivation to debate uh, at-bat choices. Should Sal Freelich have hit in the eighth inning? Should Jesse Winker have got another pinch hit opportunity? I don't really care that much. I don't really care that Corbin Burns came out in the fifth inning Two nights ago, I don't really care that Freddie Peralta got to go in the sixth last night despite not really having it anymore. I, those things are small potatoes to me. They're, they're a footnote at the end of the story. My brain, I don't know if my brain's even going to retain much from these two games. Like I said, if you fast forward a year from now and, and you ask me about the, the wild card series against the Diamondbacks, I'll be like, um, that old guy made a couple plays. Who was that again? Uh, not Chris Taylor, Who the, the other one. The other guy who screwed us over. No, not Juan Soto. The other one. David Fries. No, the the other one. Ah, 
Evan Longoria, that one. Yeah, that that's the one. He did something against us, didn't he? He was on Arizona at the time. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm going to remember a year from now. I will retain very little from the last two nights. I'll probably remember Jesse Winker because Brewers fans booed him, and that's funny to me because, because by the end of the game last night, it had turned more into a dark comedy than an actual thriller with me cheering for my team. I was more laughing with my team, laughing at my team, laughing at myself for sinking so many games and so many hours and so many nights into watching this team over the course of the summer. My brain will retain very little. This is very, very, very forgettable. Uh, Pinch hitting Weimer versus Winker versus Freelick or or pulling a starting pitcher. To me, that's equivalent the last two nights of sliding around deck chairs on the Titanic. It's like, well, we can... Sure, maybe Weimer could have gotten a bat maybe Winker shouldn't have pinched hit that one time. I don't, I don't, I don't think it really matters tonight. I want to talk more about the big picture and what's went wrong the last couple of years uh, and where we go from here. This is the fourth straight playoff appearance in which the Brewers have failed to get out of the first round, right? And if we go through them, the wild card series versus Washington, or I guess the wild card game versus Washington in 2019, There's a weird three-game series against the Dodgers in 2020. Speaking of retaining nothing, I could not tell you a dang thing that happened in that series. Other than, I remember it being very late at night. And I remember it being during the peak of the pandemic because the apartment I was living in at the time, I can place myself there watching the game there. uh, And that apartment was, that was the pandemic. The house before, when I was in college, the pandemic started. I don't attribute that house with the pandemic. The house that I moved into after 2020, I don't attribute. My 2020 apartment, that was our our pandemic hidey hole. And I remember watching Brewers Dodgers in that that apartment. That's really all I remember. And then the Brewers lost 3-1 to Atlanta in 2021. And if we're being honest, like the one game they did win, the Brewers are 1-9 in their last 10 games. They could very easily be 0-10 because that game that they won against Atlanta was by the skin of their teeth. It was a late Rowdy Tellez home run and a pitching performance that somehow, somehow held Atlanta to no runs and, and allowed the Brewers to win that one game. Washington and Atlanta in 2019 and in 2021 both got hot against us. Los Angeles in 2020 was just better All three of those teams went on to win the World Series, right? Now, we don't really count the Dodgers because it was a Mickey Mouse season and a Disney World World Series, but whatever, that's not important. The Nationals, the Braves, the Dodgers all went on to win the World Series. And you never would have predicted that of the Nationals. I never would have predicted that of the Braves in 2021. 20 was so weird. I predict or not with the Dodgers. Who cares? That was a weird year. But baseball is weird. I'm not denying that. Baseball is unpredictable. These are short series. You never know how these series are going to go. Baseball is fluky. Baseball is unlucky. Baseball is unforgiving. How do I know this? Because every Brewers person, player, or coach that got in front of a mic last night talked about it and talked about bad luck and bad bounces and what went wrong. Let's listen to a couple of comments. Number one. Craig Council, Mr. Bad Luck, loves to talk about how unlucky the Brewers were. Yeah, I mean, we just, you know, it, it was a combination of, um, you know, again, I thought we did a pretty decent job creating some opportunities. Um, you know, a, a night again where we felt like we were we were hit away, uh, where we we needed something to fall, and it didn't. Um, and that's that's how it is. And um, 
you know, they, they got the big outs when they needed to get the big outs, and um, we didn't get the big hits when we needed to get the big hits. That's how it is. It's the way she goes, basically, to quote Trailer Park Boys. That's basically what I got. Here's Christian Yelich talking about a lot of base runners, a lot of action, a lot of hits, but not a lot of runs. It's just how it goes, man. It's not The game's not fair sometimes, but... You know, they made pitches when they had to make pitches, and they made some great plays on defense, so you got to tip your hat on that. But, yeah, I thought, you know, offensively, I really thought our approach and our bats were, were really good. Um, you know, both days up and down the lineup with a lot of traffic, a lot of pressure, and, um, you know, like I said, we just couldn't break through that one time, and it's how it rolls sometimes, unfortunately. You know, and, you know, you hope you get some stuff to go your way, but it really didn't. And they made some they made some great plays and some great pitches when they had to. So, you know, hats off to them. Mark Canna, lastly, I have a point with this. I'm playing these cuts to make a point. Bear with me. Mark Canna talking about how a lot of the batted balls just didn't find holes. Some bounces didn't go our way. You know, we just, a lot of balls hit right at people. Um, you know, I think we just needed needed to hit some more homers maybe hit some more doubles but it's it's you know it's easy to say that but it's it's a lot easier said than done when you're facing that staff and and that's playoff baseball you know you got you got to grind and and I'm you know we grinded for two games all the way to the end and, and it's something to be proud of all right all of those comments hold lots of truth i think all of those comments ring true to a degree um, I roll my eyes a little, just a little. Again, baseball is a fluky sport. It's a lucky sport. But it is baseball. It is a sport. It's not rock, paper, scissors. It's not slots. It's not roulette. Like, there is a game where a pitcher is trying to overpower a hitter and vice versa, where a defense is trying to prevent a ball from getting through, trying to prevent a ball from touching the ground. It's fluky, but it's still a sport. You're not flipping coins for nine innings. Play better. Play slightly better. Play better to where your record in your last 10 postseason games isn't one in nine. And the one win was hardly impressive. We rip Matt LaFleur all the time. I rip Matt LaFleur, and I think it's fair because he complains about travel. Right? We've seen this on West Coast trips, trips to Florida. We especially saw it last year about this time when they went to London to play the Giants, and Matt LaFleur seemed miserable, and he seemed intent on telling everyone he was miserable, didn't want to travel, didn't want to go. And I rip Matt LaFleur because I think his locker room hears that, and I think it rubs off on his players. And if I'm being fair and balanced, like Fox News as a radio host, I would then need to hold counsel to a similar standard, Right? I don't like that Council harps time after time after time about, well, it's just baseball. It's bad luck. You know, we made plays. We just weren't rewarded. Yeah, to a degree, but also it's a sport, and this is the postseason, and this team won 90-plus games. It's not roulette. It's not slots. It's not rock, paper, scissors. Every other team during the last four or five years that has crossed the Brewers' path, they've found a way. They've found a way to have their moment, their postseason run. Right? Oh, but not Milwaukee. Milwaukee hasn't even come close. It's not like they, they took the Braves to seven games. It's not like they took the, the Nationals to two or three games. I know that was a one-game wild card, so that's not the perfect example. It's not like they took the Diamondbacks even a game three. They fell over. They collapsed in all these games. Washington in 2019 didn't rely on luck. Their starters did their jobs. 
Their closer was awesome and carried a bullpen that was not collectively great, and their big hitters got big hits. Atlanta in 2021, I don't think they relied on luck. Their hitters stepped up, and they answered the bell in big-time spots against big-time pitchers. Arizona didn't look lucky to me the last two nights. Yeah, they got lucky on some close uh, overturned plays and some hard batted balls, but they look to be a way better offensive team. Their ace, Zach Gallen, got off to a horrible start last night and still put together a really, really good start. The back end of their bullpen did their job. Can't say the same for the Brewers. They looked better. They had an answer for everything. The Phillies, my God, the Phillies. Go watch a Phillies playoff game. Citizen State Bank Park, that's a different sport. That's not the same sport the Brewers are playing. They're carrying a different attitude. They're carrying a different energy. The ballpark looks and sounds completely different. There, there's, there's a different aura. It might as well be a different sport. The Brewers and the Phillies, uh, apples and oranges. Bryce Harper is not talking to reporters after the game saying, well, the ball didn't bounce our way. It's the way she goes. I agree, and I understand that baseball, a little bit of luck. It's a little fluky. But I will not for one second sit here and believe that the Brewers are 1-9 in their last 10 postseason games, averaging, what, 1.7 runs a game? Something disgusting like that? Like, they're not scoring runs. They're not winning. None of these games, none of these series have been close at all. They've all been a massive waste of time. Where the aces don't do their job, the offense doesn't show up, the elite bullpen poops its pants in the eighth and the ninth. That's not luck. There's something else going on here. So don't tell me that it's luck. Don't piss on my back and tell me that it's raining because it's not. Okay, that's not what's going on here. Oh, a little batted ball luck. Okay, do better than one and nine in a 10-game postseason stretch. Jesus. There's been some really good teams that won 90-plus games in the regular season. They get to the playoffs. Might, not, might have not even played these games. It wasn't worth it. None, none of that was worth it. Nothing against the Braves was worth it. None of those games were interesting or exciting or competitive. None of these playoff, quote-unquote, runs have been for the last five or six years. And don't tell me it's just because of luck. That's not the case. Don't piss on my back and tell me that it's raining. That's not what's going on here. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back, get into some phone calls, 608-321-1670. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. for it to be over um you know i i think this was a great bunch this was a great team and i, and I think i told the guys i said you know as you move forward in your careers you should you should want to create teams like this you, sh- you should use your leadership to create an atmosphere like this um this was a team you want to be on they they celebrated each other they posted um and it, it, it's just a group that it, it made baseball a lot of fun. That's our guy, Craig Council. He was asked what he told his team after the game. What was your message? And I like those comments. That's nice. I think Craig Council does a really good job communicating with his players. Uh, and and I think all of his players would have heard that message and, and respected it. And I thought that was a nice way to wrap up the season. Uh, but they got killed the last two nights. It was never really close. 
Never really felt like they were going to win either of those games past the fourth or fifth inning. Right? Early on, I thought we were going to win both of those games. Had a lead with Freddie Peralta. Had a lead with Corbin Burns. Didn't win either one of the games. Uh, and to begin the show, before we get to the phone calls here, I'll just... I'll... Um, it's the word I'm looking for. I'll, uh, I'll recap what I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, I just get a little sick of listening to press conferences with managers and players. And I hear a lot of talk about bad luck and about how baseball is fluky. Oh, and that's the way it goes sometimes. You know, baseball is an unfair game. Totally. I agree. Uh, baseball can be a real B-word. But it's a B-word to every team. And I think that good and bad luck comes around, and it goes around. And over the last 10 games, the Brewers are 1-9 and nine in playoff games. And they don't score any runs. And their elite aces have not been good. Their closers have been awful in the biggest moments. Hayter, Jeffress, Williams, nobody's succeeded. So while I understand baseball is, is a fluky sport, and I get it, Craig is right, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Nick Saban would say, that's rat poison. Talk like that, that's rat poison. Keep that out of my locker room. It's like when Matt LaFleur talks about travel. I don't want to go to Europe. It's going to be such a pain in the butt. You know what? It is going to be a pain in the butt. But that doesn't mean we need to talk about it. We don't need to reciprocate that energy around and around and around. I don't need that energy. I don't need that talk. I don't need those buzzwords bouncing around in my locker room. You know what I mean? I don't like like that energy out there. So keep it to yourself, as Howard Hamlin said in one of his best scenes in Better Call Saul. You're welcome to keep it to yourself because I don't care. 608-321-1670. Denny's in Holman. Denny, welcome. What's up? Thank you very much, Grant. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Yeah, happy to have you. Uh, so basically, here's what I thought at the beginning of the season. I thought, what is, how are the Brewers going to be? What is my expectation? Are the Brewers going to be in the middle of the a road? Are they going to be you know, in the top two? Are they going to be fighting the Cubs for first? Then I thought to myself, well, how many games do I expect them to win? I felt they were going to win about 70. I really did. I didn't think the current lineup they had, and you know they added a lot of people since the first of the, uh, you know, April and, and stuff. And number three was, you know, are they going to win the division? And, you know, are we comparing them to, like, the Packers that we had all them years, you know? It's like, are we just too um, spoiled of our fans? for our sports teams, you know, Oh hmm. man, they only finished, you know, they only won the division and it's like, Oh, I'm pissed off. I'm, you know, I'm not going to watch them again because, you know, they can only win their division and they can't go to a playoff game or the world series. And it's like, you know what? It's 176 games till next year, till opening day. And I'll be cheering them on just like I do normal. Um, it was very, very, saddening last night to sit there and watch Reby just put people on base and walk them. I mean, that was, that was sad. Um, and lost is cool a little bit too. I, I didn't love that. Let's keep it together out there. Yeah, I, I did, you know, and Bill said the same thing today. He said, yeah, he said, I felt the same way when I, when he was walking guys and stuff and it's like, Oh, come on, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, like, uh, the sports people were saying, the Brewers' game to win was that first game. That was their game. Yeah. With their ace on the mound, with Burns, that was their game, you know. Yeah. And I felt he really didn't 
give us any type of emotion after the game except, well, you know, it, it happens, you know, sometimes guys hit the pitch. And, yeah, he, I mean, he was very you know. detached, although Denny's sources close to the situation who were in the locker room said it looked like Burns shed a couple of tears last night. I think he was emotional last night, but he did seem very detached after his start in game one. Yeah. I think it's because he's he knew he pitched his last, you know, inning for the Brewers. Sure. I really do. I do. And I'm kind of afraid, too, as long as you're talking about it, Craig Council going to the Mets. I mean, you know, he doesn't deny it. You know, so I mean, yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be a wait and see. But what do you do? It's you know? it's totally a wait and see, Denny. And I appreciate you got a couple other Brewers fans that I want to get to. It was nice to hear from you. Um, first, really quickly on Craig Council because Bill brought this up earlier today too. When he says, you know, it's it's about what Craig Council is not saying. He's not saying that I'm not going to the Mets. He's not giving an answer. I also think. Giving an answer creates a headline. I don't think Craig Council wants to create headlines. So when he gets asked about the Mets or this or that, him saying, I'm not going to the Mets, creates a headline. Whereas if he says, I'm not going to get into that right now or in the middle of a postseason run, that's not a headline, right? So I, I get why him not answering questions doesn't give us any clarity, but giving any sort of clarity one way or another gives a headline. Any definitive answer gives something to be written down and recorded, and I think that's what council wants to wants to avoid. Really quickly before we get to affirmative action, Pete, Pete, I'm coming. Give me 15 seconds on the idea of Bruce fans being spoiled. We are spoiled to regular season success. Yes, 100%. We do not probably treat a Brewers division championship with the requisite amount of appreciation because we've seen it a couple of times the last few years. Being spoiled to playoff success. I mean, no, they've. <laughs> They're one and nine in their last 10 games. So I, I, I have a hard time telling a Brewers fan, well, I know the, the wild card series didn't go well, but man, isn't it just nice to be there? No, it's honestly not nice to be there because they keep getting their clock cleaned and none of these playoff series have been any fun. I do think there's something to be said for a baseball team building the way the Brewers used to build or the way the Royals used to build. Tear it down, build it up, tear it down, build it up because you give your fans a chance to reset as well. When the fans come all the way back down, it gives the fans a chance to rise up with the team again. Whereas when you sustain success like this, the wildcard series doesn't feel special, right? Because we were just there two years ago, three years ago. We, we, we've been here. You know what I mean? So, so I think when you sustain success, it does weird things psychologically to your fan base as well. And I think the Brewers are experiencing that. Affirmative action. Pete. Pete is in Monona, 608-321-1670. What's going on, Pete? Welcome. Well, I, I spent a small fortune to go to the game last night. Yeah. And and, and also I had a ticket for uh, next week's game with the Dodgers. But I'll get my money back from that. But I... Uh, but I just just this afternoon, right before you came on, I had an epiphany, and uh, you know it's it's all has to do with the salary cap. The people are really easy on the Brewers, and you'll accept so much less because you've gone for the scam that says we don't have any money. So whatever you get, you know, and and, and it, it, this is rather cruel, but you you know, Brewer fans are like people that are you know living on the street, and they're happy for donations because you know, but but <laughs> nobody's like this with the Packer fan. You know, Packer fans aren't like this. They they routinely overrate their 
their, uh, the talent on their team, and they demand success from them. And it's because of the salary cap. So this guy can, you know, ask for all kinds of handouts and welfare because he says, I don't have enough money. I don't have the television money that Los Angeles and uh, uh, Philadelphia and uh, New York have. And you'll go for it. And well, you'll accept less. I mean, that's a fact. It's a bummer and it stinks, and I don't think it's totally fair, but it is a fact, don't you think? No, it, it, well, he may not. Look, he, he does it by not spending more money. Okay. So that's it. And, and you know, I, I don't have the, you know, this is, I mean, th- th- this is the best we can do to be competitive. That's it. You will not accept that with the Packers. You know, you won't accept, oh, won't accept that with the, with the Bucks anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when Giannis started saying, hey, look, I'm not going to hang around here if you're not uh, 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 committed to winning. So they go get Damian Lillard, you know, but you will not accept you will not accept that with the Brewers because, you know, you've been con scammed and you don't take, you know, and you 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 don't demand that that, that they do a better job. But like you do with the Packers. Yeah, you're way too easy on them. Don't you think that the Brewers fans as as a group would be a really interesting case study for someone, you know, if you wanted to do a study and interview a bunch of people, it's such an interesting dynamic, Pete, because we, you know, we'll take any, you said we're like people living on the street, we'll take any shred of success. Like, oh my God, Paige Sporanic came for a bobblehead night, we beat the Pirates, we were celebrating it like the World Series, because Brewers fans, we... We're just we're these lovable losers. And weirdly, we embrace that about our team. It's just it's a very interesting dynamic between a fan base and a team. I don't know if there's any other situation like it. Oh, and and the and you media guy. Well, no, I'll leave you out of here. But somebody <laughs> like Mike, like uh, uh, Mike Heller, you know, okay. he makes me vomit. He wants it. He's talking about all oh, these guys are so nice. I've been in the locker room. What a great bunch of guys. Who cares? I don't care if they're nice to each other. I just care how you know if they win or lose on the field. And besides, he doesn't know what they're really like anyhow. I mean, they all have problems and foibles, and people don't get along. But but they. <laughs> They still do their jobs. You think, oh, all cops get along at the precinct? You know? No. No. So, I mean, that's it's so ridiculous. Your media, your media, it, the media is way too soft on the brewers. You should demand more from them. You should listen. Do you listen to talk radio in, in, in New York? Because they would not accept mm-hmm. this. Oh, yeah. And I like I think of Ben Kenny, who's now in Philly, the way that they I don't want to say the way they treat their athletes, but the way they engage and the way they respond to what their team does. It's it's different. But those teams also have a higher payroll. So the expectations are reasonably higher for a team with better players. Right. We're crossing our fingers with Marcana and Philly's fans are like, man, we got Trey Turner. He was our addition. You know what I mean? It's just apples and oranges a little bit. But I agree. I 100 percent agree. Listen to the WTMJ on the way home last night. You know the 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 fans were really upset, but mostly they they've uh, they they've thrown all their you know uh, they're all mad at Wanker like it was his fault. Yeah. You know, but but and they also booed him last night. But actually, you know, I mean, he's he's a symptom. It isn't his fault. And and I don't and 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 I I don't know exactly if Council's leaving because he was covering for the team last night. So if he was leaving, he didn't have to say all that stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean that, that didn't sound like a guy that was leaving to me. That sounded like a guy that wanted to keep his, you know, his his locker room together. Yeah, keep his locker room. And I think Craig, I, I think 
he does love this team. He loves this franchise. He wants to exit on good terms. I don't think he wants to burn bridges and and place blame elsewhere on his way out the door. I don't think that's his style, Pete. Uh, well, okay. Or maybe you th- I let maybe it, it is. all out. But mostly, <laughs> mostly I was mad because you know. Uh, it, well, I, no, actually, I wasn't. I I wasn't mad at the outcome. I was I I I was mad at the ticket prices that were you know. But that was that was my fault, you know. But, yeah. but that that was that was my beef, and and so that's it. That's part of it. Have well, a nice I, show. Yeah, thank you, Pete. I appreciate it, and I would uh, nice to hear your perspective from the game last night. Um, I mean, it 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 is true. It's true. Mark Anasio does not have the money. The Brewers' ownership. And leadership does not have the money that some of these other teams have. Um, and that, to me, is a discussion point when the Brewers lose to the Dodgers or the Phillies or the Braves, although I think the Braves are brilliantly run. Yeah, they have a bigger budget, but I don't think they, they use money to shield the how, how poorly run they are. It's not like they just throw money at a problem I think, like I think the Mets did last year. Um, the Diamondbacks, and I don't have the payrolls in front of me. I can look it up, but... The Diamondbacks have grown a lot of those prospects. Corbin Carroll came up in their system. It's not like they have been paying to play. I don't think that's the situation. And, I, you know, it's frustrating. The Brewers can't afford big stars, but they can't afford big stars. You know what I mean? They can't afford to go get massive free agents. And that sucks, but that's reality. So I don't really know what we're supposed to do about it. I'll take another call or two, and then we got to take a break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hey, Grant. This is Mike in Colorado again. Mike in Colorado. Look at you becoming a regular. What do you think, Mike? What are your thoughts about <laughs> Three last days night? In a row. Yeah, no kidding. You know, Grant, you might remember that I think uh, um, while you were still getting texts, I texted you in regards to uh, council's kind of mantra well, that's baseball, and that's the way the ball bounces, and that's the way it goes. And I started noticing that, well, I think it was last year, he said it quite a bit. Yeah. And then I started noticing some of the players taking on the same kind of attitude. Well, that's the way it goes. You just don't get, the, you know, the right hits at the right time, and they did, and we didn't. And it, it, it just started really bothering me, you know, with the team this whole year. It just seems like they accepted the game playing them instead of them yes. not playing the game. That's a brilliant way to put it, Mike. I wish I would have thought of that. Yes, 100%. And, and, and Mike, I think to, to, a little, to a little degree, it's true. Yeah, baseball is fluky, but you can't yeah, walk is. around believing like you have no control over the outcome. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not rock, paper, scissors. It's an actual game that's played on a field with nine players each. Exactly. And, and the other thing, too, is not nobody on that team all year really put the, put their – their uh, teammates on their back and carried them, yeah. you know, um, even in the, these last two games, I mean, sure. Adama Scott was what three for four and, but nobody came up like big, like, uh, um, Longoria did. Yeah. I mean, he, yep. he, he single-handedly turned the tide on that series. Otherwise I think the Brewers would be still playing. They'd either be done as of last night, or be playing today. Yeah, or Zach Gallen, who had a really rough first inning and yeah. then recovered and exactly. really, really yeah. helped his team. The Dimebacks the used up their bullpen in game one, too. Gallen gave them the length that was needed in game two. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? I I don't know if council style of manage, management can bring a player to be that leader, that that key that key cog in the wheel that carries his his team or through the inning with the big hit or the big pitch, the big sure. strikeout, you know? 
And that's why I, I'm not really sold on counsel anymore. And if he comes back, I, it'll be, it'll be fine. If he doesn't, it might be better. So yeah, you just never know. Appreciate you, Mike. I got to take a break, yeah. but it's nice to hear from you again. You bet, Grant. Yeah, it's Mike in Have Colorado. You as well. Enjoy the night. Enjoy uh, the rest of the baseball playoffs if you are so interested to watch. I'll probably watch Thursday Night Football last night. I might watch a little bit of Ben Kenny's Phillies. That's just, there's a lot of energy packed into a Phillies game. And there was a lot of energy packed into the Brewers game last night. And that's not a criticism of the crowd. One, because I wasn't there. And I don't think it's entirely fair to criticize a crowd when you're not there. I could I could have bought a ticket. I could have went. I would have got there a little bit late. Well, eh. I think Bill Michaels huddle last night. I don't know that I that I could have gone. Beside the point, um, I'm not criticizing the crowd. There's even the team, even the specific game. There just wasn't that much juice. I watch a Phillies game. I'm like, holy smokes! So I might follow the Phils a little bit as far as they go. I'm definitely going to cheer for them uh, against Atlanta. Let's talk about Craig Council coming back because I think there are some reasonable criticisms. Uh, and and you know, I'd I'd make a couple suggestions to Craig Council. I think he's a brilliant manager. I think there's a couple things. It's like, hey, if you could just do this thing differently, um, if you could just talk about this one thing differently, I think you could maybe help. And I'm not one to normally criticize Craig Council, as you are all well aware. So we can do that next uh, because one in nine in their last 10 playoff games, someone's got to take some heat. Wisco Sports Show, back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The playoffs are a, you know, a, a tough animal to conquer. They are, and um, you know, unfortunately, we we have not. I mean, we 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 made a good run in eighteen, and um, you know, and then it's been some short series that we haven't been able to get over the hump in. Um, doesn't take anything away from those those guys, in my opinion, at all. Um, they, they were out, were they've accomplished great things, um, and they should be proud that they've been part of it. Wisco Sports Show. I love the council's even keeled. Right, 162 game schedule. You need that. Right after a couple rough nights, Devin Williams blows a save. What does Craig Council say? It doesn't happen often, guys, but Devin Williams is occasionally going to have a rough night. He's going to get got. Not often, but it happens. I remember it happened against the Twins. That's exactly what he said. And then for the next couple months, Devin Williams is unbelievable, you know, until the playoffs, which is where Brewers closers go to die. But (laughs) I do love that Craig Council is even keeled and remains with good perspective about baseball. Always. Um, I do have a couple criticisms of him. They're very small. We'll get to those after five o'clock. I also have a little bit of a wish list of what I'd like to see from the Brewers this offseason. I doubt I'm the only one. So if you have some thoughts, what you want to see from the Brewers, the direction you want to see this team go, any changes. I mean, who knows? Craig Council might not be back. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see and and learn of his decision before too long. I don't think it'll take too long, but it wasn't going to happen last night. He was asked. I think it was Jim Polzine asked and uh, (laughs) Council said, that's not for tonight, man. Brett and Tosa was at the ballpark last night. Let's talk to Brett. 608-321-1670. What's going on, Brett? Hey, Grant. Um, three things I want to hit here. But first, uh, uh, one thing you said I, I have an issue with, and I understand why you said it, but the whole thing of teams need like a, a peak and valley or, you know, a, a mm-hmm. peak and valley in order to keep fans interested. And I, 
I get what you mean because obviously if a team doesn't go to the playoffs for five to ten years, like when they get back, there's going to be a little bit of extra excitement in the park, right? Yeah. But my the problem I have with that is good fan bases don't need those valleys. Like the Cardinals, I mean, they haven't won a playoff series since 2019, I believe, and those fans are still jacked up. They, they still had fans most of the season. Now, I, I know I'm comparing – the Brewers fan base to one of the best fan bases in the league in the Cardinals. But my, my problem with that is good fan bases don't need those valleys. And um, I agree with what, with what you said earlier is that we're spoiled with regular season success. And obviously we haven't had a lot of postseason success. We've really had none since 2018, but at the same time, Brewers fans have taken playoff games for granted, even the last two days. I mean, I thought the crowds were really good. I, there was a lot of criticism of the crowd last night, which I, don't understand at all but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a style i know technically it was but there were open seats so i i just have a we've talked about it all year long i just bruce fans that they they take this success for granted so i would tend to agree in in a perfect world yes fan bases would not need the peaks and the valleys i think in the real world there's a lot of fans who are not as diehard as you or as me, and I don't go to as many games. That's partly due to where I live, and that's partly, you know, my job. I don't always want to get off the radio at 6 o'clock and then immediately go to the ballpark and have the rest of my night also be sports, um, even though I'm watching at home anyways. But I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think there's a, an ounce of truth to what I said. There's an ounce of truth to what you said. And, and also, I'm not – new rule for myself. I'm not going to criticize a crowd if I'm not there because it, it's, it's difficult to tell, and I can't be the guy sitting at home on my couch saying, be louder because I – if I want that, then I can go to the game. So that's a new rule that I have for myself. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what it is. I, I guess the thing that really rubs me the wrong way here this morning, trying to trying to get over this this season, is or I guess really the last couple of years because it almost feels like marriage ending, is the big three. I mean, to have, you know me, I, how many times have I called in this year and told you I just want to get to the playoffs with Burnswood or from Peralta and, mm-hmm. and we'll have a chance. On paper, I think that's true. I, I think the Brewers have, have been set up very well with pitching. There's a reason why when they get to October, all the national people start hopping on and picking them to make a run because usually pitching wins and the Brewers have that, but it hasn't translated. And it, I don't think that that probably comes down to the players themselves. I mean, Freddie was, was dealing yesterday until the sixth and he, he kind of lost it. Burns obviously wasn't good. Woody hasn't stayed healthy. I mean, for me, that's what frustrates me is the front office and whoever, whoever I don't, it doesn't matter who gets the credit, but the Brewers have set themselves up with pitching and it hasn't translated to success. And you can say it's because of the offense. In some cases that might, might be true, but the, the pitching hasn't held up at the end of the bargain as well in the postseason, which kind of leads me to my second thing is I don't know if elite starting pitching is the way for this front office to win. Okay. And that's a compliment to the front office because what this front office does so well is develop and find pitching. They can do it anywhere. I mean, in 18, we, everyone thinks that our offense or our offense carried us in 18. That's really not the truth. Like Shasin, um, Wade Miley, Gio Gonzalez, Chase Anderson. Those were our pitchers in that run. I know mm-hmm. Woody started the long game, but like, who the heck are those guys? Like, they pulled them out of nowhere. They transformed their careers. You look what they did with the Bolton, Elvis Figueroa, Piamps, Trevor McGill. Like, that's what this team does really well. Um, 
I obviously think Burns is going to be gone. I think I'm starting to think the way the Brewers need to build is just completely switch the strength of this team. I know that is the opposite of what is across the league and across league wide in the playoffs. Like you need pitching, but I think, and obviously this plays in the Craig Council because the Craig Council is the reason why they're so good at that. But yes. I think this, I think this front office and management can can find pitching and Corbin Burns. Heck. Maybe you trade Devin Williams with two years left. I mean, you've got a bunch of relievers in the bullpen for next year. You got to, I think I'm, I'm kind of on board with dealing with some of these pitchers, letting the front office do some magic with a bunch of nobodies on the pitching side of things and really strengthen the offense because they hit over 300 this series. They had an on base percentage close to 400. I'm sorry. Small ball and base hits. I know that's what old school baseball fans want to see. It doesn't work in October and it drives me absolutely crazy sitting at the park the last two nights seeing base runner, base runner, base runner. It mm-hmm. just it doesn't work. You always need that extra hit, and that's so hard to do in the playoffs. It is. It's hard to do against good teams, and, you know, I think there's some people that, that say, well, they can't get the ball in play. They can't get, you know, they can't play small ball. No, they were playing small ball. It's that it doesn't work most of the time. You need freebies. You need easy runs, right? You need someone to, to you know, rip a three-run home run, and all of a sudden the game is completely flipped on its head, and all it took was one swing of the bat. And it's not related to luck at all because it didn't need to sneak under someone's glove, didn't need to fall in space in the outfield. Uh, Brett, you were at the game. You've been such a good caller. i got about 30 seconds left before I take this break. You got anything else you want to add? Yeah, I guess Craig Council. Um, I I hope he's back. You know me. He He's awesome. Likewise. Um, I'm not wavering on my – my confidence in him whatsoever. I, I'm nervous. I think I tweeted today. I think it's a franchise. It could be a franchise crippling move if he goes to New York. I don't think he will. I'll finish you with this. I keep going back to the quote that he told Tyler Kepner, a national reporter, in the last couple of weeks. He said, "I like what I'm doing, so I would think I would keep doing it." I think the national media blows this stuff out, just like Giannis. They they say Giannis is going to leave, and then a week later he says that he's probably going to sign an extension next year. Like I, I think council's coming back, but until it happens, I'm, I'm very, very nervous because I think it could kill this franchise. If he goes to New York, it would certainly change things. Appreciate you, Brett. We'll talk again soon. Right. I know. Thanks, Grant. Yeah. Have a good one. We got to take a break. We'll wrap up hour. Number one of the Wisco sports show next. This is the Wisco sports show with Grant bills on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Wisco Sports Show, got to run. We're going to get an update from Zach Heilprin. Come back. Brendan, Madison, Vagamon, John on the line. Stay right there. We'll talk more Brewers, more Craig Council next on the Wisco Sports Show. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. But frankly, it's uh, kind of one of those things that I think everyone here is kind of disappointed with how it ended. Um, you know, we felt like we've, we've got a good team to, to win the championship. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Just thinking about that dejected call from our guy, our super fan, Bretton Tosa, who was at the ballpark the last two nights. I'll be sad if Council leaves as well. If he decides that he doesn't want to do it anymore and he wants to move on, then I'll bless his decision. I'll be happy for him, and the Brewers will have to figure out a way to keep this going. I think Matt Arnold has shown to be a very solid replacement for David Stearns, at least so far. 
made it through his first year without trading an all-star in first place. So it's a good, good positive first season. Um, I'll be bummed if Craig Council goes. There are a couple things with Council, and they're small things. They're minor things, you know, that I, that I could do away with. It's it's very Matt LaFleurian in that he'll say things that are true, but I don't need them to be said. Like Matt LaFleur last year, remember the London game? It, was, it had to be about a year ago at this time. It had to be early October, mid-October. I remember I was up north when the game happened. And they were in London. And Matt LaFleur kept saying, oh, I don't want to travel, the travel, the travel, the scheduling. And there's enough sleeping pods on the plane. It's like, Jesus, Matt, it'll be fine. It'll be a slight inconvenience. But you know what makes a slight inconvenience way worse? Is if you complain about it over and over and over again. No one likes that coworker that's always miserable and always complaining. You know what I mean? We're all at work. We would all rather be home. We'd all rather not be here. That's why it's called a job. We're paid to do it. That's why it's a job. You don't need to complain about it. Oh, I'm so tired today. I'm tired too. Do you think I wanted to jump out of bed today and come to my dumb little job and talk into this dumb little microphone? Although I do really like my job, right? You get what I'm saying? That person at work is the worst. No one likes the guy who complains about everything. And I think Craig Council, when he talks about, oh, it's the bad luck of baseball, you know, it's a fluky game. It is a fluky game. But as Mike in Colorado said, I think some of these players over the course of the last two nights started to maybe think and started to maybe believe that the game was playing them and not the other way around. And that's always going to be true to a degree because there's always a luck factor in baseball. But the Brewers are 1-9 and nine in their last 10 playoff games. Don't tell me that's because of luck. There's other factors at play. You know what Craig Council will talk about? Well, we got 20 games in the next 21 days. It's like, hey, you know what makes that worse? When you don't stop talking about it, Craig. Let's let's leave it be. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. But if those are my biggest issues with Craig Council and those are my biggest issues, I think we're doing okay. I think we got a really good manager, maybe the best manager in baseball. But, you know, after getting swept out of the playoffs again, I can't sit here today and say the council is perfect. Um, there's, there's a reason they keep losing all these playoff games, and I don't think it's because they're less talented. I think these teams have been pretty good. It's one thing to lose a playoff series and not make a World Series. It's another to... Like, not even show up, and that's basically been their reality since 2018. We'll take some more calls. Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel. He was at the ballpark the last couple of nights. We'll recap the season with him. He'll join us at 530. Brenda in Madison is here right now, 608-321-1670. What's up, Brenda? Okay, I'm going to play a little devil on your shoulder here. Cause, Do it. Okay, I like Craig Council. You know I've always been a Craig Council fan. You have. I am kind of leaning towards let him go. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay? okay, I have a lot of reasons. So I was at the game on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. The crowd was into it. They, they picked on the crowd on Tuesday also. When the crowd was into it was during the important part, and they were loud. Like, when the bases were loaded, everybody was on their feet. They were yelling. They were screaming. They were waving the towels. I mean, everybody was on their feet. Mm-hmm. So the, the crowd also was delivering the same as what the player energy was. So, you know, when the players weren't showing a lot of energy, the crowd wasn't showing a lot of energy. So that was kind of also some of the issues on Tuesday. Now, I don't know about last night, and I could hear that there was a lot of, a lot of the crowd was into it at the right times. Um, now, here I am with Craig Council, okay? A lot of these newer guys got us to the postseason. A lot of them didn't play. Mm-hmm. Okay, why not? Though I know it's not all Jesse Winker's fault or Wanker or whatever you want to call him now, um, yeah. but it's not his fault. Council put him in. He had how many guys in the bench with way better batting averages than him? 
you're in a playoff game. Why would you send the person with your lowest batting average and as a designated hitter? You know, it's it's funny. Council, I saw someone tweet this last night. Council loves playing matchups until all of a sudden he doesn't like playing matchups. Like, if you pulled Bryce Terang to pitch hit Jesse Winker, I get it. I get the rationale. It's not perfect. And I think when you consider that everyone hates Jesse Winker and he's been awful this year and it sucked the energy out of the ballpark, that's something you have to consider, too. But just if, and, if you look at the stats. Two nights in a row. Yeah, yeah. One night, he did it two nights in a row. Yes. And I was there on that first one, and it sucked when he put him on, on on Tuesday night, yep. it did. Everybody kind of turned around and listened to each other and kind of went, WTF? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is going on? Our guy, Why would you put him in? Our guy Gasper you know? said the same thing. And Gasper's not a dumb fan. Like, he covers this team. He's in the press box. It, it was tangible. You could feel it. That that substitution made numerical sense, but if you're going to make that substitution, despite everyone hating Jesse Winker, then why didn't you pinch it for Sal Freelich? You had Weimer on the bench who mashes against lefties. It was a shot to maybe get an extra base hit or a home run. I, 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 I don't know. Council loves matchups until all of a sudden he doesn't. Exactly. And why, you know, and then, like I said, a lot of the new guys got us to the postseason make use of them in sure. some way, shape, or form. You know, the other guys aren't hitting, they're not doing the best, then go ahead and put them in. Yeah. You know, there's lots of lots of things that he kind of decided. He left he left the starting pitchers in a little too long both nights. Um, you know, there was there was decisions that he made that were not good. Yeah, they certainly didn't. I mean, work. is it all his fault? No, I well, think the yeah. players didn't come out with full energy like they should have. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that happened to lose this series. Um, you know, was it just council fault? No. Um, you know, there was a lot of things why they lost, but yeah, it, it was just disappointing, you know, you know, Brenda, we did so yeah. good to get to that point and then they just kind of blew it. It was like their energy was just not there. Yeah. And, and I think we could, we criticized the Packers again for, for not responding when they get punched in the mouth. Right. That their energy mm-hmm. dies and they're soft. So, again, if, if we're going to be equal and fair and fair and balanced, like Fox News says to, to all of our, our different teams, then I got to look at the Brewers and say, OK, so Tyrone Taylor lines out to Longoria. Yeah, that's a bummer. But that like killed the energy that killed them the whole game. And the D-backs knew it. Mm-hmm. They, they talked about it after the game last night. It's like, yeah, the, the team seemed defeated after that Tyrone Taylor double play. Yeah. And there were just a lot of things that kind of led up to that. But, yeah, and and then, and then like I said, you know, and I don't think they were blaming Jesse Winker. I think they were blaming Craig Council's decision to put him in last night. Yeah. I don't think they were blaming Winker. I think they were blaming Craig Council. Yeah. And I don't know, in, in the end, if it matters, the result is the same. And I think that that, it, that it, it caused is. a lot of fans to just go, what are we doing here? Like, I'm supposed to be it amped is. up for a playoff yeah. game. We're facing elimination yeah. and you're rolling this guy out here again right one of the people that has the lowest batting average who hasn't seen a pitch since july yeah and you're gonna put him out there versus somebody who has a halfway decent bat sitting on your bench you have like five guys sitting on your bench that have better batting averages that would have been a better matchup that have had decent bats and somewhat hot bats put them up you know and they was it a murder loss situation probably not but there were like i said there were a lot of decisions i think that made us lose also the they can't just blame the fans for the energy the player energy wasn't there either yeah and i think those two things are connected i think the fans feed Mm -hmm. off the players and vice versa so that's Mm -hmm. i don't know that's how you get kind of an awkward uncomfortable you know night at the ballpark like we saw especially towards the end i know the crowd was there early and and i think the crowd was better than most people would claim being at home Mm -hmm. i agree with you brent i'm gonna let you go i gotta get to vagabond john a couple others appreciate you yeah appreciate you that's brendan madison it's been a while
Glad I heard she was making the rounds on the morning show today as well. It was nice, especially with her being at the game. Vagabond John, 608-321-1670. What's up, Johnny? Grant, probably if you've heard something similar to this before, but does Craig Council just make the game of baseball harder than it needs to be? I think Craig Council sometimes is too smart for his own good, which is which is similar. Like, I, I don't know. Let's let's set the numbers aside for a sec. Let, let's like Craig Council. You you know that Craig Council knows things to be true that are true. Again, like baseball is fluky. Baseball is lucky. The schedule sometimes is a bear, right? Devin Williams is occasionally going to blow a game. He knows all these things to be true. He's very smart. I don't know that all those things need to be said all the time because I think players hear that and I think that reverberates through the locker room. You know what I mean? Well, as I sit on the floor of the Atlanta airport in the hmm. corner next to the Appleton gate, I didn't know that Appleton had direct flights to Atlanta until today. Wow. I was just thinking about all of the things that are more interesting to talk about than playoff baseball. <laughs> and I was curious. I'm like, the average listener of the Wisco Sports Show, when we get into our tangents about like uh, exits on Wisconsin interstate or popular supper clubs from around the state shipwrecks like where does that yeah. where does shipwrecks elite right ranking uh songs by jimmy buffett where do those topics rank compared to brewers baseball because i think like how most of wisconsin feels about nba regular season that's ryan with the with baseball team well said to open the show mm-hmm. was really interesting because it sounds like you're kind of getting there well, you're like, what was this all for? Well, what was it all for? It, it, look, it would be one thing, Vagabond John, if we were losing hard fought series like 2018, right? Just just the Dodgers series. Forget the Rocky series. Just the Dodgers series that won seven games. There were ebbs and flows and there were decisions on if this guy is available and should this guy pitch and who should play this spot in the field. We we had space to spread out. We, we had time to set up shop right, as Brewers fans, and, and kind of dig into some of these decisions and these these philosophies that were at play in the seven-game series. The, the Nationals game was done in one night, right? The Dodgers game in 2020 was a farce because it was the pandemic, but that was also done in two nights. The Braves, that series, they barely won the one game that they won. The Brewers have not been in any of these games. None of these series that the Brewers have lost or individual wildcard games have been honest to goodness, drawn out competitive back and forth affairs for us to talk about. What am I supposed to say about this? It was done before it started. What a waste of time. So we could talk about how leaf collection across the state uh, <laughs> is starting next week. So watch out for that, especially in Madison. Don't want to miss your leaf day. Uh, by the way, public service announcement. If you're going to go rake leaves and pick up the bags, make sure you warm up a little bit beforehand. Uh, really? Yeah. It's just like, I mean, this is baseball. You know what I mean? Like, you said it's a soundtrack of summers. I'm like, I, I can't wait for next year, right around Labor Day. I'm going to call in. I'm going to say, guys, remember, summer's over. Football started. Well, Matt LaFleur has the third most three and outs in the NFL this season to start the <laughs> season with his starting quarterback, by the way. Because guess, guess what? If he didn't like how Jordan Love played or how he was running the system, He's had years to watch this. Brewers playoff like he, baseball. He's had years to watch A.J. Dillon play in practice. Yeah. Brewers playoff baseball, I think, has staying power. And it does penetrate through football. When they're on a deep run, I remember 2018, man, I was calling a high school football game. I was doing small, uh, it was in a small little press box, local radio on Friday night. It was great. And all the people in the in the box, we had the Brewers game on on a big uh, tablet in the window, and we were all fist pumping. Like, we will pay attention. And, yes, even when football's going on, we will pay attention to playoff baseball. But not playoff baseball like this. 
last two nights. What do you want me to do with that? I, I felt compelled to turn it off in the sixth or the seventh inning. I'm like, why do I even watching? What is this giving me? This yeah. isn't adding anything uh, to the 2023 Brewer experience. I was sitting in my hotel lobby bar uh, and had the Philly game on side by side with the TV. Different sport. And just looking at the jubilation in that stadium, yep. looking at all the kids that were super excited next to their dads who were slamming beers in both hands, and then looking at Brewers fans just stone cold sitting on their hands, like totally different sports. I'm not saying Milwaukee looked like it was Tampa Bay, but it was definitely, I mean, for all the energy and for all the uh, the time, all I mean, all spring long on this show, we were talking about how desperate we were to find a way to make Corbin Burns happy. You remember spending weeks on that, Grant? We, we talked about how ridiculous it was that they were going to nickel and diamond arbitration. And now I'm looking at him like, who cares? Well, yeah, if he's going to pitch like that. Uh, again, all the points that you're making, Vagabond John, are true because the Brewers are 1-9 and nine in their last 10 playoff games, and neither one of those games at the end was close the last two nights. In the bottom of the ninth or the eighth inning, those games were dead. If the, if the, if the Brewers win or it's competitive or they're advancing, none of these things are true. And, you know, for Brenton Tosa's take, where it's like, oh, small ball's not working, small ball's not working, I'm like, well, when you're supposed to be this defensive powerhouse mm -hmm. and you give up 11 runs in two games, what will work? Yeah. What What's going to work? Do you want to be the Cincinnati Reds and win 80 games? We can all be mad about that. Like, what if you are a defensive powerhouse and then you give up 11 runs in two games at home in the playoffs? And then we want to talk about small ball not working. How about the pitching not working? Yeah, and, and we're know. saying, well, Corbin Burns shouldn't have went out for the fifth. Freddie Peralta shouldn't have gone out for the sixth. Okay, so this team is built through elite starting pitching. That's the way they're supposed to win. But I can't trust my best guy uh, on full rest to go out and throw more than four innings. I can't trust Freddie Peralta to pitch the sixth. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Then, then, then don't tell me the Brewers have some sort of advantage through their starting pitching because obviously that must not be true if, if Corbin Burns shouldn't be allowed to go back out for the fifth. Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with affirmative action, Pete. By the way, I think uh, you know when it comes to yeah. us uh, getting on Packers coaches, it tends to happen early. And man, if they come out and lay an egg against the Raiders, I'm gonna be I'm not one to turn on any coach. Obviously, known for defending Joe Barry, not really one to turn on any coach at points. But man, if we continue this three and out trend with an offensive quote unquote genius with his quarterback and his running back, I get that they're missing guys, but we're talking about three and out. We're talking not 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 able to get ten and a half yards of three downs. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming for Lafleur, man. It's it, the storm is brewing. Third worst in the league when it comes to three and outs. You're not wrong. That's not good for that's not good for my guy Joe Barry. That's a tomorrow conversation. A lot I, of pressure I, on him. I know we're going to get into it. I got to run to take a break because I got to get some more calls and yep. Kurt Hogue. Travel safe, vagabond John. We'll talk soon. Yep. Enjoy yeah. the uh, Atlanta airport. It is a Excuse me. It is a biggie. You are correct in that point you made about the upcoming Raiders game. We can talk about that uh, and get in a couple more Brewers calls before we got to get to our friend Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel at 530. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you listening tonight. Temple and Heilprin coming up at 6 o'clock, by the way, for our Madison listeners. If you want to go see uh, Zach and Jesse in person, food and drink specials, Thursday night football on the TV, and of course, some great Badgers talk. They're back in action. Rutgers on Saturday? I'm remembering that correctly, right? 
I'm 99% sure. Yeah, Rutgers. Greg Schiano's squad coming to Madison. So go get the latest with Jesse and Zach. Otherwise, of course, you can listen. If you have an affiliate, otherwise, download the Zone Madison app. Uh, you can, uh, and they'll tweet out links to if you follow Zach or Jesse. I recommend going, though. You're out on the east side of Madison. Stop by, get a bite to eat, watch a little Thursday night football. I think I'm going to make my way over there after the show. Get a little bite to eat. Just annoy Zach, mostly, just to be a... Being obnoxious bug in his ear. Ed is in Madison. Uh, let's talk Brewers with Ed, and then we might have to start to wind the phones down because I got a couple things I want to say. And then Kurt Hoga, the Journal Sentinel, he's been covering all these Brewer games, been covering the team all year, all the way back to spring training. We'll get his thoughts at 5.30. Ed, though, first, 608-321-1670. What's going on, Ed? Well, yes, this is my final wind-down call on the Milwaukee Brewers because, obviously, I've had a few powwows with uh, Mr. Gasper. Um, he and I um, have uh, lifted extra heavy the last couple days, and uh, heavy heart, anger, tired of the same old, same old Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I want to go further, not be stopped in our in, in the midst of greatness. I want smart management. Um, I want to know if there's accountability for Craig Council when. He sits down at the end of the year with Matt Arnold and go, what are you thinking? What's your, who made those decisions? I like your last two callers ago. She really hit some uh, big points. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm, I played baseball some in my youth. And, you know, you play off of emotion. And when you're getting into it, you feel that. When you're sitting on the bench and you're seeing a guy that hasn't played in two months and you're sitting there and you know what you can bring to the table, you have to be thinking, they have to be thinking in the back of their mind, WTF. I've been busting my A for two to help this team get to the playoffs. And here he waltzes in and here he is. That actually happened to me as a young man um, going out for basketball. I got overlooked. I busted my A for two weeks. Guy that should be playing got yanked in by his dad by the collar. Says you're going to play. Hated the coach. The guy that got dragged in. He made the team. I went bye bye. Um, so I really feel for guys that probably like the Milwaukee Brewer players that have really been playing hard and really didn't get a sniff, didn't get in that bat. Rowdy Tellez, he should have been playing. Why? At least had a what did what did he what did he do this season to earn a plate appearance? And what did Jesse Winker do? I agree, but Rowdy Telez has has nobody to blame but himself. He was awful all year. I, I agree. He's probably not worth his weight, <laughs> and but I I guess in a rebut to that would be he would have been a better option. The fan favorite Winker is not a fan favorite. At least if Rowdy came up, the fans would have been going, not what TF. <laughs> they would have been going, Rowdy, Rowdy. They would have gotten into it. So I'm just saying, I just, I know we can't beat the dead horse. We could talk all night. I'm not going to do that. I'm just wanting to know next year, what do we got to look forward to? Change. And that's kind of scary in baseball. I enjoyed seeing the St. Louis Cardinals being last this year. I enjoyed seeing the Brewers knock out the Cubs of a chance. That was awesome, but I wanted more. 
And that's where I'm at. And I think that's a lot of frustration for a lot of fans. And I know that's a big frustration for Mr. Gasper. Um, he enjoyed watching those same scenarios. Are we going to get that again? Uh, oh, boy. That's a spin of the dice there, or the roll of the dice. Spin um, of the dice. I don't know. Roll of the chin. No, you're, you're 100% correct. I mean, come on. This was an opportunity this year. And I just don't know if this team was really built for October. I know they were saying it in the locker room when they were champagne, flowing champagne, but I don't know. Pool is gold. I don't know. In some ways. I, I suppose. Overall, gonna, I do, yeah. I'm going to let you go. I know there's someone else who probably wants to vent or share. Okay. So I'm going to say thank you and go Pack. Go Pack. Thank you, Ed. Go Pack indeed. We'll talk more about the Packers tomorrow. No, I think, Ed, I think everything that you said is fair. Um. Man, I don't know what the world looks like. I don't know what the Brewers look like without Craig Council as manager next year. I think he's super important for a sustainable, consistent, regular season. There have been a lot of instances the last five years where the Brewers had super high expectations and they came up short. Or they looked to be this great team that completely and totally fell off the wagon in the second half. And I know that happened last year. I would argue that if the Josh Hader trade hadn't happened, that the team probably wouldn't have done that. I just, you go back in the last 20 years, there's more than one example of the Brewers looking great. Wow, this looks like a great team. And then in the second half, they completely tail off. I think Craig Council is a great manager for a 162-game season. I, I think his his mindset his logic, his philosophies, I, I think it's best for winning as many games in a regular season as possible. And that's not mutually exclusive to also being a great manager in the postseason. Now, if the record is any indicator of the last couple of years, one would argue that Craig Council somehow isn't a great postseason manager. Again, you, you can be a great regular season and postseason manager. Um, man, I don't I don't know, Ed. I, I don't know. When you say that this team wasn't built for the playoffs, man, they got elite starting pitching. Got an elite closer. The elite starting pitching played like dump, and the closer was awful. So I, you know, I, I don't know. That doesn't mean the team wasn't built correctly. It means the team didn't perform. I, I don't know. I have a hard time. You know, every, every time a team loses in the playoffs, there's a crowd of people, and I'm not saying this of you, Ed. There's always a crowd of people that say, oh, I told you. It's like, calm down, okay? I knew they weren't going to do anything. Oh, okay, well. I'm glad you were you were first to being miserable. Congratulations. Your your prize is, you know, a couple extra days or a couple extra weeks of of being unhappy. So those people are always a little much. I, I don't know. I wasn't gonna pick this team or bet them to go to the World Series, but I thought, you know, maybe. How many teams the last five years have, have we seen get into the playoffs? We've never expected anything from them, the Nationals or the Braves in twenty twenty one. And then all of a sudden they're going on a run. Why not us? Well, because it's never us. We're the Brewers. It's it's this is the time of year for everyone else. We're the roadkill uh, this time of year. That's that's our lot in life. Let's take a five minute break. We'll come back. Get Kurt Hogue on the horn. Journal Sentinel. will get his takes from what he saw at the ballpark the last couple of nights and ask him what he thinks is coming up next for the Brewers with or without Craig Council. It's the Wisco Sports Show. We're back after that. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Appreciate you listening tonight. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Going to be tweeting through Bears Commanders. I'm also maybe becoming a Phillies fan. I'm just watching some of these videos from last night. This is a different sport. This is apples and oranges. The Brewers are not playing whatever game this is. They're not playing whatever sport. 
this is. Let's keep talking about the Brewers. Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel. This great work, always a generous contributor to this show, to the network, uh, and whatever other dumb project I'm working on that I need a, a Brewers contribution or need a source or need a comment. Kurt Hogue, we talked earlier today, earlier this afternoon, about last night's game, the night before, what comes next, Craig Council, all that. Here's Kurt. Kurt Hogue is here, Journal Sentinel. Excellent breakdown of last night's loss. The end of the season article is a big one, and I like the little breakdown video of you and Cassidy. You are a foot and a half taller than Cassidy, by the way, in this video. The height disparity is is massive, Kurt. Give or take, yeah. <laughs> Give or been, take. Been, been known to be a, a tall fellow in my time. Um, I don't have a ton of tactical questions like could Council have done this? You know, should this lineup have looked any differently? You know, classic baseball playoff things. Um, one thing specific to this two-game series, it ended up being two games, uh, that is frustrating and that I think is worth talking about. They had a lead and not a one-run lead. They had a two- or three-run lead in both of these games with two elite starters on the mound, and they didn't even come close. They lost both games by multiple runs. It was there. They were in position that the game plan was there to be executed and not even close. Yeah, I think uh, I think throughout the year, maybe it was like a little overstated, like this team doesn't tack on runs. But don't get me wrong. They didn't tack on enough runs a lot of the time. But, like, there were a lot of nights where they did plenty on offense uh, after scoring early. Uh, but that line came back to hunt them in the worst way. No tack on runs in this series. And that's simply not going to do it in the playoffs. I mean, theoretically, like, three runs could win you the game with Corbin Burns on the mound. But, um, boy, your margin for error is so, so, so thin when you uh, – when you don't hit the ball hard, hard enough, like you don't hit the ball in the air, you don't hit, you don't do damage, you don't hit dingers. They need more home runs, needed. Yeah, seasons over. Um, I, I, I make the comparison to football, right? You need explosive plays, you need easy plays, because if you try to march up and down the field three or four yards a pop, yeah, you can execute really well and you can be a good team, but one holding penalty dooms you, right? One botched exchange between the center and the quarterback, you just need the freebies, you need the easy ones. And other than Tyrone Taylor, they they didn't really have any easy offense. I, I don't know. We could talk about batted ball luck and and hard hit balls that found gloves. I, I just you know some of these stats, Kurt, about how poor they've been since 2018 and how many excuse me games that they've lost. I I have a hard time chalking it up completely to luck, but it did seem like everything went wrong for them the last two nights. It did. Uh, I I was I had on a podcast earlier with uh, with J.R. Radcliffe. A uh, little mm-hmm. plug there, shameless. Love JR. And we show. were trying to go over all like the unlucky plays we felt the Brewers experienced. I think I forgot some, but there was a lot. Like I forgot almost completely about Willie Adamas just missing a home run by a couple of feet foul. Yep. In game one. That's and then there's obviously like the South Free League double play that he smashed up the middle. Um the Josh Donaldson base running. Someone's even a gaff in the ninth inning last night, but like that ball goes out of Purdue. Just a just a tough break. Like just so many plays that could have gone the Brewers' way, didn't go the Brewers' way. Now the Brewers did benefit from some like 50-50 balls, like Mark Canna's bloop hit uh, to, to load the bases in the eighth inning last night. Uh, I thought Willie Adams's single that scored run should have been caught, but I don't know if that's as much luck as it is. Like the other team didn't make a play, they didn't execute. Yep. Um, but that's like all that really kind of comes to mind on like the luck for the Brewers side. And the Diamondbacks got to run on a wild pitch. Uh, although I guess that's also lack of execution by the Brewers. But um, yeah, when you play two games, uh, the margins are already very thin. 
uh, just because of the luck that can go against you. And you've got to do things in your control to make sure that if you have some bad luck, it doesn't sink your season in a matter of 28 hours. And with two all-star pitchers on the mound, they did not do enough with the things in their control, keeping the keeping out the Astros, the Diamondbacks. Uh, that was the team they played, Grant. Arizona, uh, from they didn't keep the ball in the yard enough. They walked too many guys, and by too many guys, I mean one guy too many times, the nine-hitter, Geraldo yeah. Perdomo. Can't happen, did happen. It's over. How much criticism does Corbin Burns deserve after what happened in game one? I don't think the home runs are, are killer. Like, I, I don't expect Corbin Burns to throw a shutout. I expect him to go more than four innings. That, that I expect. That, so, that bothers me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, I think that came that came into play last night. I don't know if the Brewers would have pulled Freddie Peralta after five. I was, I was thinking, like, it sounded crazy. He'd given up one hit and, like, two base runners. But after that fifth inning, after I think it was Longoria smashed the ball to the wall and left for an out, uh, one batter after the homer, which was one batter after the 10-pitch at bat, uh, which was one batter after he couldn't get any swinging strikes on Jose Herrera and some other cat. I started to think, like, ah, this is this is turning. This is turning bad. Uh, like He's not blowing the fastball by guys. The command is – he's lost it. He's not putting the ball where he wants to. This is a danger zone, third time through the lineup. I think they'd probably still stick with Freddie Peralta there, but uh, you just kind of do wonder in the back of your head. If Corbin Burns goes seven innings the night before, they don't feel like the bullpen is entirely taxed. Like, Piamps was probably down last night. Uh, Devin was in case of, like, emergency only. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I I think that there's maybe just a possibility that they go to the bullpen earlier. Abner Rebay still doesn't pitch well, but... Uh, that was that was one side effect of the Corbin Burns outing that I don't think got talked about a ton, um, but yeah, you simply need better from him than to go four innings and give up four runs in like ninety-two pitches for twelve outs. He said it himself last night. Uh, he just like was kind of shouldering the the blame, and for as bad as the offense was in the series with any sort of timely hitting, you got to look at the number one starter at a point and like. So you gotta you gotta pitch better than that, uh, effectively with the season on the line in the three game series. Yeah, and especially in a game where Arizona is basically daring the Brewers to to beat them. It's like we are we are going to not give you this game, but we're going to leave the door wide open for you to take this game. The Brewers couldn't take it. Um, I, I also just think, Kurt, you know, we spend all year saying well, we're going to have the three best pitchers in any series. We got a lights out closer. When we get to that series, we can't be saying, well, Council should have pulled one of those aces after five. Like, Corbin Burns stayed out there an inning too long. We all knew that he didn't have it. Well, what do you want Council to do? The, the whole bread and butter, the whole strategy, the recipe for this team is to play through your star starting pitchers. I think Council's got to give those guys opportunities to go get after it and to have an elite outing and to go win a game, and they didn't do it. Burns and Peralta couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean the sixth inning, it's it's not on like it's not on the manager for leaving Freddie out there. I thought maybe there was a chance to to pull him earlier. But you can't walk Perdomo after getting ahead 0-2 with the guys that they have at the top of that lineup coming up. Just it just can't happen. It's one of those things that cannot happen. And yeah. it did. And they did they actually it happened a lot. They they walked that guy a ton. And it was always to lead off an inning, it seemed like. Uh, and he scored Probably every, just about every time. Felt like it. 
and yeah. Corbin Carroll is is just a stud, and he can drive the ball. And and uh, yeah, he's good. He Imagine that. He is good. Yeah, drive, drive the ball. Um, when did Willie Adamas become a slap hitter? I, I and I, I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I actually mean it in a good way. I, at one point last night, I thought, who is this guy, and what has he done with Willie Adamas? He's shortening up his stroke. He's putting the ball in play. Problem is the. The Brewers don't need guys to shorten up strokes. They need one or two guys in this lineup to hit a couple tanks or to hit ringing doubles, and Adamas kind of took himself out of contention for that. But I, ultimately, I thought, you know, if you told me that Willie Adamas finishes this series with, you know, whatever it ended up being, four or five hits in two games, I would have taken it. It's just a very weird and interesting development from Willie after the season that he had. Yeah, well, don't, I mean, he did miss a homer by, like, 10 True. True. Uh, I, I thought Willie looked pretty good at the play. There was one at bat last night in the seventh, I think, where it was, it was no bueno. But other than that, he was dry. He was, yeah. He, when he's like thinking and and looking up the middle, that's when he's at his best. Because then sometimes he gets like the bat head out in front of it and pulls it into the left field bleachers. Uh, there's a patented Willie swing there, yeah. But when he's at his best, he's looking middle of the field and he looked, seemed like he was. Had a pretty good approach this series. Honestly, Grant, I thought the Brewers' approach as a whole was pretty dang good. Yeah. Like, their approach yeah. against Gallon, you got them had throwing 32 pitches in the in the first inning. Um, why is it, speaking of that first inning, why is it that the Brewers are the only offense that I've watched that gets progressively worse the second and then the third time through the order? It's supposed to be the other way around. The Brewers like, oh, you got an idea in the first and second, and then they get worse and worse yeah. and worse. Uh, council, council always says, like, you want to get a pitcher right away before he settles in. Um, maybe they take that to heart too much. Like, you you, you can hit a guy the third time through. Yeah. That's when most people hit a guy. That's how it normally goes. Uh, yeah, the at-bats got progressively worse against – I mean, Gallon's really freaking good. But – he made him throw 32 pitches in the first inning and then like 60-something for the next five innings. Yeah. Uh, had him on the ropes. Didn't keep him on the ropes. Didn't keep him on the ropes or or couldn't deliver that knockout blow. He didn't have that one big hit. That was a lot of uh, council's commentaries. We're, that's often when the Brewers have lost. We didn't get that one hit, that one it extra was, slap. Uh, it was a press conference that uh, sounded pretty familiar last night. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the press conference because I, I think it matters. We're here with Kurt Hogue, Journal Sentinel. We talk a lot of Packers. This is the Wisco Sports Show, after all. So we talk about all our teams and, and then some, sometimes even beyond the borders. I always complain that Matt LaFleur, whenever his team has to travel a long distance, like he's bitches about it. He's like, oh, we got to go we gotta go to Europe. We got to go to the West Coast. And it's like, yeah, it's a pain in the butt, but every team has to do that. And I think the more you talk about something, the more it becomes real. The more you mention, the more you talk about it. And, and if I'm going to think that way about Matt LaFleur and apply that same logic to Craig Council, I don't like how often he talks about how the playoffs are it's luck. It's fluke. It's fluky, you know, because I think there is some luck. There is some fluke, but I mean, the Brewers are what, one and nine in their last 10 playoff games. You're telling me that that's all bad luck. You're telling me that that's just the baseball gods hate my team more than they hate every other team. I, I don't know. It seems like the team yeah, and some yeah. of these players have bought into the idea of bad luck. That might that, that that last part might might be true. Well, I God does hate our baseball team more than others, but I don't think it's so bad where that's the reason they're one and ten in their last playoff games. And honestly, Kurt, they should probably be 0 and eleven because they were lucky to win that game against the Braves in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh 
I don't know. It's, it's tough what to make of it, right? Because they've been such a good regular season team and such a poor playoff team. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's been no in-between. Like, have I would say the best playoff game that they played that they lost was probably the, the Nationals wildcard game. Like, they played decently there. Yep. But there's not really a whole lot of games where it's like, oh, yeah, they, you know, just... They battled. Just, just, just didn't, just didn't work out for them. Yeah. No, like, they've played terrible. There's no yeah. way around it. They've scored 17 runs in 10 games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still kind of hard to, like, square how much that uh, that is luck in this luck-driven sport in, in small sample sizes uh, and how much of it is over a five-year period is, like, reflective of the team, like the organization, if there are shortcomings there. Uh, at the end of the day, they have not had enough offense for the playoffs. That much is undeniable. And you can say that because look at the total numbers since 2019. They're like 27th in batting average uh, in that time. I'm not saying batting average is a good stat. It is a stat, though. It is a stat, and I'm saying you don't want to be 27th in it. And if you are going to be 27th in it, you better not be 22nd in slugging. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. As Mark Canna, the great philosopher, once said, you have to slug to win games. You have to slug to win games. It's just there's there's a similarity, a gross similarity between what the Brewers have done in the last decade and what we do in presidential elections, where it's like, all right, we're going to we're going to elect a Republican change. Finally, common sense, small government. And then four years later, it's like, you know, like that. Let's get a Democrat flip flop, flip flop. Early in my lifetime, it was offense relying on home runs, starting pitching. Not that good. That didn't work. So now we've gone the other way. And it's offense that produces no home runs and elite starting pitching. It doesn't work either way. Just like seemingly neither political party is better than the other. We just go back and forth. I, I just, there's this gross, like sick joke spirit. No matter the Brewers have had plenty of great teams. Councils manage different types of teams. The result has been the same, no matter what the roster has looked like. And, and no matter what the team is, is supposed to do and how it's constructed. Yeah. The difference with this team uh, from the presidential races, this team went youth movement. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say it like worked out super duper duper in their favor though. No, uh, they've got some development to do on the hitting side. Yeah, I mean, anytime that you can hit Jesse Winker for Bryce Terang, and I go, I guess yeah. I get it. I get it. Like that goes to show you that the issue, and you know not, what I mean. The, the issue with Jesse, Jesse Winker, I, I get it. I also get why Council did it. I also don't know if he should have done it. Um, and I don't, I don't really care to talk. About okay, so Winker, the, to harp on the Winker thing for a second, yes, I was the one that like three weeks ago was like, get ready for this. <laughs> uh, I talked myself into it a little bit too because I, I like you. I get the, I get the rationale behind it. Like you had to pick some guy to be a left-handed hitter off the bench. <laughs> Maybe this guy could get a walk. Uh, that's not a good spot to be in, but it is the spot they were in. But. The, the thing that that uh, that I was thinking about last night was like, after his at bat looked terrible on Tuesday, you had an ex- a built-in excuse to swap him off the roster, like put Garrett Mitchell in there, maybe get a spark somehow. Like the, he he hurt that oblique somehow. Uh, it was clear he was in some pain. You had a built-in excuse. I mean, the fans booed him. Yeah, you 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 like you're also a good him. reason to not send him back out there. You're going to send him back out there knowing the boos aren't going to come. After the at bat, next time they're going to be before the at bat. Yeah, That's not a good play. Like, 
that's not a good place to be. Unless it's Ryan Braun, he who thrives off of hate mm-hmm. in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. That like that would mentally mess me up. I I couldn't write a good story. I can't write a good story anyway. But if I couldn't write a half decent story, if if I had uh, a friend of the show Hunter be on air, booing in my ear the whole time. <laughs> before I, I don't know if Hunter's ever booed anyone yeah, no, or anything nice in his life. That wasn't that wasn't a, that wasn't a good count. But uh, shout out Hunter B. Like <laughs> Andrew Wagner would boo you. He'd yeah, boo. that's that's a good comp. He, would boo. he actually he this isn't even theoretical. He just would. He yeah. probably did has. Is Craig Council too smart for his own good? The Jesse Winker thing being an example where you just needed someone with common sense to say, I know what the Craig, I, I know. I know I, I hear you, but no, just because vibes and because common sense say no. Or or with the playoffs, another example. Council's always like, you know, it's a fluky game, batted ball luck. Maybe you just need a manager to say, you know what? Forget luck, forget what's supposed to happen. We need to have a sense of belief. We need to have a sense of almost stupidity of dumb, sheer belief that we're going to go win this game, you know, a secondary of, of luck or of happenstance or anything like that. Is Craig Council too smart? He's too clever to actually win at the highest level as a manager. Uh, hold on. Let me get David Stearns on that. <laughs> Maybe could argue another person too smart for his own good. I think that's a problem in baseball. I think baseball has gotten too smart for its own good. Yeah, well, you need some more idiots. We do have the Rockies. You need someone, like this is what I say about press conferences, same principle. You need a dumb radio guy in there who's not official asking day-to-day stories. You just need to drop someone like me in there to be like, none of you guys are going to ask this because why would you? But I'll be the one because it needs to be asked. You need someone with a different school of thought. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe an argument for like, Baseball has become too. I'm gonna sound so old. Do it. It's become too computerized. Um, the people running. Someone, a front office person, made a comment to me earlier this year that like, nice. There's no dumb teams anymore. Like there's like it's hard to find a sucker out there. The Rockies are a sucker. Um, the A's were a sucker in the Astoria Ruiz trade, but it's very hard to find suckers in the game now because everyone kind of thinks the same they all kind of use the same models and method methodology and like evaluations of players like things change from team to team sure um but there's a lot of uniformity in what teams are trying to do and like the model of winning uh so it yeah i'm all i'm all for a little uh a little new perspective why don't you apply for some front office jobs well you could be the vibes guy be the vibes guy i don't need to be in the front office i'll I'll moonlight in the promotional office too if we need help with promotions and and pr i I can do that maybe a jack of all trades in the brewers organization you know people just spread that spread that media Mm -hmm. you could do bobbleheads huge on bobbleheads promote the bobbleheads bobbleheads czar what that's that's a department that needs to be attended to it it, and as 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 a wise man once said uh on your very show bobbleheads are a birthright (laughs) no i mean my package bobbleheads i want all fan bobbleheads that's my favorite quote of yours because it sounds so it sounds like you are talking in an actual documentary. Like I could turn on History Channel and j- your delivery, everything about it. Um, 
Thanks, man. I appreciate the heck out of you. This offseason should be a treat. There's a lot of question marks. There's youth to be excited about, which I don't know if that's been the case the last couple of years. That, that doesn't guarantee winning. Doesn't mean the youth is going to be good, but there's a, a new brand of of youth, I think, that we can be excited about. And if any, if there are any stories, you know, I'm always going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, you know, I'm always going to ask you and, and hit you up. And I love when you come on. Thank you, Kurt. I'll be back. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, I don't mean to be a hater, but I think my life will be better tonight because I don't have to go home and watch the Brewers. I love the Brewers. You know I love the Brewers. I probably love them too much. During the summer, I probably talk more about the Brewers than I I should. But I think my, my night will be better for not having a Brewer game on tonight. And that's a silver lining of them losing. That's a West Bend, the silver lining of them losing last night. Hey, Temple and Heilprin's going on at Munson Sun Prairie. It's about to fire up in two minutes or so. If you're in Madison, if you're a WOZN listener, get over to the east side. Come say hey. I think I'm going to stop by, say hi to Zach, get some food, watch Thursday Night Football. You can always check out the podcast and stream on the Zone Madison app as well. I'll be back tomorrow for Never Miss a Friday Show. Oh, 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 oh.